another episode of Lyrically Provoked. I'm your host, James Phillip. I take small pieces of song lyrics, parts of pop culture, and little bits of literature and give you some different ideas and thoughts that maybe the original author didn't intend. You can follow me on Instagram and YouTube at jamesphillip313 or download these anywhere podcasts are available. With that being said, let's jump on in. So today's episode's coming from a listener request. We have a song by Katy Perry called Never Worn White. Um, Been taking a lot of listener requests. If you listen to old podcasts, I often like doing the uh, shuffle thing in iTunes and just seeing what pops up and trying to go off music that I listen to or it's in my own database of stuff. But I don't mind doing new tracks. If someone throws something my way and the lyrics have something I can work with, then I'm going to give it a go. So... You know, I'm not a, there ain't a whole lot of Katy Perry in my iTunes, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna give this one a try and see what we can come up with. You know, there's like four or five, there's quite a few lines here in the first verse that are pretty good. Um, I'm just gonna do the first two because I got a thought on that. And it goes, you love the hell out of me and heaven's where we could be. So I, that makes me think of, you know, I, I gotta guess that most of you listening to this at some point had a relationship where you thought it was gonna be the one it was amazing. The vibe was great. You always miss this person. You know, it's just, you want to spend all your time with this person. It's, you know, there was no one else for you, but they keep doing things that kind of screws the relationship up and they bring drama into the relationship. I mean, you see it on social media every day right now. Um, it's like people just can't be good people in relationships. So they end up ruining something really good. Um, you know, people that are staying in touch with exes and trying to make the other person jealous. And there's like so much drama that goes on. Lies, cheating, just, you know, <laughs> there's so many things. And it's like the relationship could have been great. It could have been amazing. But one or both of you just keep doing things to screw it up. So when I see that line of, and heavens where we could be, it could have been heaven, but it it didn't end up being heaven because you kept or they kept screwing the relationship up. And it's like sometimes you see someone that they got a great relationship going and then it just burns down to the ground. And, you know, sometimes uh, people are burning that down to the ground with their own match. It's self-inflicted. They caused it. It went from something ama- amazing and great to someone just doing stupid stuff and... They just couldn't help it. And this like great relationship gets ruined and you uh you see them usually have a pattern of that, right? If if someone is their everything and then they screw it up, what's gonna really prevent them from doing it the next time? Like you hope they learn, but from what I've learned, most people don't change. Their likes and dislikes, their interests come and go and those things change, but you know, the who you really are fundamentally, that rarely changes, so if someone was in a great relationship and they screwed it up because they were just doing stupid stuff because they didn't have integrity, they didn't care, they lied or they cheated, and man, those people usually don't change much. And it's unfortunate because they could have had a really happy life with somebody and, you know, they just always find a way to screw it up. You know, the next set of lines after that goes, I've stood on the edge of love but never took the leap and you took my armor off and did it delicately. And I let my guard down to show you what's underneath. Um, I got it's like a it's a weird duality of uh, you 
you, I get why people keep their guard up. You know, there's some very malicious, manipulative, just bad people out there. They're trying to use you. They're trying to play you. You know, both parties do this. It's not, you know, men or women. You know, everyone does it. So I know why people don't let their guard down. The problem is, if you never let your guard down, how do you ever really fall for somebody? And do you end up missing out on opportunities? So like the street smarts in me always says, keep your guard up at all time. Like I've been screwed over and played enough and stolen from and she, like, doesn't matter all things in life. Tell me street smarts say, keep your guard up. But I understand at some point you need to let your guard down for the right person. It's just, I feel like people do that way too soon. You know, it's, you know, you hear me talk about it in this world right now. It's like hookup culture or, you know, second date, let's get, let's get locked down and have a serious relationship. There's no like dating period to, you know, figure out if we like each other and see where it goes from there. And I think it's that time that's the transitional period where you keep your guard up. And as you're dating, you slowly let your guard down because this person's earning your trust or you're both earning each other's trust. And it makes sense to slowly let your guard down and just share a little bit more and open up and you know you hear people that go on first dates and it's like two things you never want to hear happen one you don't want to hear the person complain about their ex no one wants to hear about that crap they don't care about your ex nobody cares about it and it's like going into a job interview and if you start complaining about your old employer you don't usually get hired, right? So no one likes that negative person. Your relationship ended, be an adult and move on. If you're still crying over it, if you're still complaining about it, if you're still thinking about it every day, then good luck. Cause no one wants to jump into that drama. Clearly you can't let it go yet. It's still on your mind and you're not ready. And unfortunately, a lot of people jump right back in the market while they're still hurting or while they're like damaged and not repaired and then they go like bring that drama on to somebody else and you know if if you're heading straight don't go date because you're gonna go screw somebody else up that probably didn't deserve it because you weren't ready so when you see those people on the first dates it's like unloading about their ex or just a bunch of negativity it's just a wrong time to be spilling stuff right it's just it's not very smart it's Keep your guard up, have a normal conversation on the first couple dates, and as things progress, maybe you let your guard down. Wait a minute. Still leave your ex out of it. Out of it. No one wants to hear that junk. Just bury that. No, Save that for your friends, but whoever you're trying to date doesn't want to hear about your ex. But as far as letting your guard down, it doesn't need to happen on the first damn date. Uh, that's going to like scare people off, and you know, just you don't need to overshare with strangers. These people are still strangers at the end of the day. But... If you ever like want to really fall for somebody or start to develop a relationship, it's hard to do when you just have a brick wall up all the time. And, you know, I go both ways because I know, again, from my, you know, just saying street smarts, when you share things with people, cer certain people will use those things against you later, especially when they need to get something they want or they want to manipulate you or make you feel bad. And... I've seen enough of that in life, business, family, relationships, friendships, that I'm just not that stupid. So I'm going to tend to keep my wall up a little bit higher for longer. And certain people deserve to hear certain things and the rest of the world doesn't need to know. But, you know, it's just, you've met those people that are kind of cold. They don't want to really share anything. And it's like, again, it's that double-edged sword of you don't want to overshare, but how do you ever get to know somebody 
um, that the person isn't sharing. So I get it. It's just maybe you just got to meet the right person until you get to that point to where you want to share those things and let your guard down. So going into the pre-chorus, it goes, thank God that you were man enough to come answer my mama's prayers. You asked a question. I said, yes, but I'm scared. All right. So you got a couple thoughts on this, but you know, when it says answer my mama's prayers, um, you ever see, you know, those, uh, parents that they have kids that are in their like late twenties or early thirties and they're not settled down yet. So the parents are constantly talking to them like <laughs> that same thing. Like they're, their mother's praying that they settle down because they're thinking about grandkids and you know we're in a world where you can have kids up until like early 40s now you know some people are still doing it early in life they're do, you know more people are doing it in later life midlife and but the line cracks me up because i've known so many parents over the years that um were like waiting for you know their sons or daughters to get married and finally you know a kind of get away from the family and uh go do their own thing um, or, you know, it's always about the grandkids, right? It's, you know, if you're, if you're 30 years old and you're dating someone for a couple months, like, you know, your, their parents are getting excited and, you know, they, they can't wait for you to have grandkids. And I'm, I'm sitting there thinking like, if you're 30 and you're getting married right now, like you still got a couple years, like my recommendation anyways, it's like, you know, you live your life how you want, but go build a solid relationship and foundation with your spouse don't worry about kids right now unless you're getting too old to where you have to do that but if you're in your late 20s or early 30s you got a couple years so go enjoy the first couple years of marriage alone where you can go do things where you can travel go to shows and go to concerts and stay up late sleep in binge watch things and just spend time together and build a solid foundation so i've seen a lot of people that they meet they get hurry up and get married and you know they hurry up and have kids or unfortunately they have they get pregnant before they're married and it's like shotgun wedding blah 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 and they never had time to just be together and you realize if you're 30 years old that you're probably not going to have any quote unquote us time in significant portions until you're 50. so do you think your marriage is going to survive you know, 20 years waiting for that time until the kids grow up. And I'm sure it works for some, but I've seen quite a few people that I know recently that got, um, they're getting divorced and they married really young and they just, things just didn't go the way they thought it would. And I think that happens for, you know, a couple reasons. You know, I think in one way, some of them just rushed to have kids and they never, took the time to build a proper foundation and a, a deep lasting, you know, loving relationship. It was, you know, careers and then marriage and then kids right away. There was not a whole lot of like team us, um, you know, other people, I just, and this is my own thoughts on life. I'll, I'll, you know, my other podcast is called live hard with my co-host Kane Carpenter. You know, my own live hard philosophy is don't get married when you're 20. Hell don't even get married when you're 25. Um, you know, some people I tell don't get married at all. They just don't, they're not the kind of people to do it. But, you know, looking at myself from when I was 20 to 25, I was a completely different person comparing 25 to 30. I was a different person. So I was a way different person between 20 and 30. Right. And what I see is, you know, most people at 20 have no idea who they are. They don't know what they like. They don't know what they don't like. They don't know what they want out of life. 
and you know you're you're halfway through college you're still under your, like your parents regime and control you've never been able to just live on your own and think for yourself and make your own mistakes and make decisions and just be free of your parents and you don't know who you are or what you want and how do you go marry someone you know when you're in your early 20s and, and they're in the same boat they don't know who they are they don't know what they want or like or dislike and who they are you know, I see a lot of people don't really start to figure out who they are until their late 20s. So now you got two people who don't know who they are that have no idea what they really want out of life and they get married. And, you know, five to 10 years later, they're two different people completely. So this is where I'm like, you can just, why not just date for a while and go chase your dreams, figure out what you want. And then, you know, if, if you like what each other turned into, like, there's no, nothing saying that if you don't get married at 22 that you can't stay together until you're 26. If it was meant to be, it was meant to be. You know, if you break up, then it obviously wasn't meant to be and you shouldn't have got married. But the thought is, chase your careers, you know, mature into your own adult, you know, and figure out what it is you want. And you might look at the person across from you and it's like, well, I really don't like who you've become. Then it's time to move on. So when you get married really young... You can see how this thing just they end up getting burned down to the ground and i've seen that happen recently you know, a couple times and you can't tell anybody because they always know better than you and you know it's one of those things if you could monetize told you so's he would love to do it i i know other people that got married young and they're happy so i don't think it's a hundred percent litmus test that if you get married young then it's gonna result in a, in a divorce i'm just saying you could have still dated for those years and not gotten married and still had the same outcome without the risk of, you know, being 28 and being divorced. And, or you see these people on their second and third marriage in their early 30s because they made so many mistakes. And I understand the whole you can learn from your mistakes thing. But my own recommendation is if you want a higher quality life, if you can avoid making mistakes, you should avoid making mistakes. I don't like the idea of making mistakes just to learn something in fact it's kind of it's kind of silly to me to keep putting yourself through hell to learn something you already knew um i don't recommend it going on to the chorus to go with what i was just saying a little bit because because i never wore in white but i want to get it right <laughs> i'm trying not to laugh right now because um I, I could see this song possibly having um like a part two and it's going to be the second time i wore white <laughs> Or the third time I wore white. Um, as far as I... And I don't have any raw stats. But off the top of my head. I feel like celebrity marriages don't do so well. In the grand scheme of things. And um, and I hope everything works out for her. But... I look at that line. I gotta laugh. Because you think about how many times you see like celebrities get married. And you go... No man. That ain't, that ain't gonna last. Um, you know. And maybe in this case it will. But... I think we all want to get it right when we marry somebody. But like I just said. People change... Um, you look later in life and how much, you know, I talked about a minute ago, how people change from 20, to 25, 25 to 30. And, you know, life tends to beat you up and that brings a fundamental change in people too. You start seeing people as they get older, they start to get more bitter and maybe things didn't work out the way they, they wanted them to. And as they become bitter, that kind of pushes their partner away because, you know, the partner doesn't want to be with this negative person. So... Maybe their career didn't work out the way they wanted it to. Maybe either way, you know, the spouse is 
controlling or just driving the other person crazy or not getting what they want or there's no passion. And this stuff just kind of wears you down. And it's like you see people that start kind of losing their mind and their life starts falling apart as they get into their 30s and 40s. You know, you can get sick. That can beat you up. Recessions beat you up. You lose a job, it beats you up. Your career didn't turn out the way you wanted it to. You know, you had kids and maybe you didn't want kids. Maybe you had kids and, you know, your spouse isn't helping as much as, as you thought they were going to. There's so many dynamics to life and relationships. You, you see why they end up in divorce 50% of the time. So I think we all want to get it right, but it's nearly impossible. And I've seen people just go crazy at 50 and lose their mind. They were completely nobody even close to who they used to be. Um, I've seen that happen to people at 40. Um, you know, and people change. It's like, so you don't know when, when you're getting married at whatever age, whether it's 20 or 30 or 40, you don't know what's coming down the road 10 years from now, 20 years from now. And people can lose their minds. Stresses can just break them. You know, there's things, life beats you up and it's tough. So when I see that line about, you know, getting it right, I mean, we all want to get it right. You know, I think a lot of people look back and say, knowing what I know now, it seems like at the time with the information I had about this person, they were the right person. But, you know, a lot of times people do change um, in a weird way. Not like what I'm saying about the likes and dislikes and, uh, you know, people that have integrity tend to have integrity. People that cheat and lie tend to cheat and lie. What I'm saying changes, you know, they get... I mean, I knew someone at 40, they got, you know, a crazy kind of like Alzheimer's. I knew someone else that just went off the charge crazy at like 50 and it's uh it was life just rewired them and, and they went you know nuts you don't know what you don't know what's coming so and i get it like we all want to get it right i just don't you don't think it's that easy to say you know i married this really smart good-hearted person and it's going to be perfect forever it's like you just don't know what's going to change about them or you know you might change a little bit and they don't like it and it's like you know it's so dynamic. I just, I just don't know if there's any way to get it right. But I do know <laughs> for a fact, it's it's very easy to get it wrong. I, we've all had friends that were dating somebody or married somebody and everybody, their friends or family, everyone knew it was the wrong person for them. They knew that it just wasn't a good, they weren't a good person. And those things almost always end in a blaze of glory. And you got everyone sitting around. They're not saying it, but they're all sitting around going, I told you so. But when, you know, when you're in love, you just don't, you know, the people pull that crap of, you don't know them like I do, or you only see a certain side of them. And it's like, man, when you got like seven, eight, nine, ten 10 people saying the same thing and you're just ignoring it, then you kind of get what you get at the end of the day. So, well, it is probably tough to get it right. It is certainly easy to get it wrong and if people are telling you that maybe you should listen a little bit and pay attention so another line going into verse two goes see us in 60 years with the family tree i do i mean i think, I think everyone that's going into a marriage thinks that like who doesn't want to think about the end game you raise kids you know you uh you figure out where you're going to retire you know on some lake and like the flags blowing in the wind and everything's beautiful not everything turns out that way, but I think that's everyone's goal. I think everyone's thinking about how to just be happy in the end and building a life and sharing that life with somebody. Um, 
you hear me talk about just being two separate entities and um, I still I'm always gonna talk about that because I think it's something people need to at least entertain and think about that you know marriage doesn't have to be this thing where it's just us all the time and you know those people you know they people make fun of the uh, Facebook or Instagram photos and it's like a person but it's always a you know a photo of the people together and then people get laughed at about that i actually think one of the big meme sites uh just did uh something like that making fun of those people and nothing wrong with it um i just sometimes think that not everything has to be together and that's my own way i'm not trying to say those people are wrong i just I, i've seen where it can be suffocating to not be your own entity and to not have your own interest and your own passion i am just not someone that believes 24 hours a day, seven days a week, week I need to be thinking about us. Um, you know, I, I, us is a big thing, right? When you're with somebody, you should be thinking about us. But you are your own person with your own wants and your own passions, your own desires and your own goals. And, you know, I even say this about, I, I, I tell parents this, right? So not just the, the people that are like couples all the time. I tell us the parents where, you know, they say my kids are my everything. And I look at them and... I'm like, your sole purpose on this planet wasn't just to raise those kids. In fact, you had a life before those kids. You had goals and passions and dreams. And you're going to hopefully have those when the kids are gone. And you see parents lose themselves while they're raising kids. And it's it's sad because a lot of them just give up on their dreams. They lose who they are. And they just kind of give up on life. They just get completely consumed by the children and... I, I get it. Technically, I can't hate on anybody for being all about their kids. It's like I, it's probably being a good parent, right? You know, versus the people that just don't give a crap about their kids. In the same sense, I don't think you need to lose who you are. Um, I don't think you just need to roll over and die. And whoever you were as a person fades. And um, Same thing with marriages. Same thing with kids. It's just, if you're not taking care of yourself and remembering who you are and what you want out of life and your goals and your passions and your likes you can't forget that stuff you can't be constantly thinking about us as a, as a relationship or i'm all about the kids and then what are you at some point you just become a robot you may as well be one of those little cells in the pod in the matrix if you've ever seen that movie where they're just there to provide nutrients for everyone else to live but again these are my own philosophies i'm not saying it's the only way to live i'm not even saying it's the right way to live it's just how i see things and i i talk about it a lot because i just see so many people lose themselves and they end up miserable in life they end up wasting you know their 20s and 30s and 40s some of the best years of their lives when they're full of energy they're full of creativity, they got ideas, they have passion, they have drive, and it's almost like it gets beat out of them. Um, sometimes the person they're with just sucks it out of them, or they have kids and they just forget about themselves, and I don't, you can do it all. You just have to believe that you can do it all. And you know what? You're not a bad parent if you want some time to yourself. It's... you. You need to do that. You know, don't worry about what other people think. Obviously, take care of your kids the right way, but there's nothing wrong with you worrying about yourself once in a while. And the same way when you see really codependent relationships where it's almost like they can't think 
on their own. It's got to be everything is kind of like group thought or group thinking. Unless you're exactly identical, that's really tough because someone's always going to feel slighted. And in, in the long run, one or both end up resenting each other because they missed out on something they wanted to do. And man, it's a terrible way to live. You don't want to wake up 20 years in a marriage and someone's staring across from you and they got all these resentments because you guys just couldn't go do your own separate things sometimes and you know have your own friends and have your own passions and chase your own dreams and you know I think it's cool to be close and be and have a really great close relationship where you're sharing a life together but there does need to be some independence in my own mind in my own opinion just my philosophy I'm not saying that's how it's got to be last line I'm gonna close this out on goes because love is a minefield let's take this war baby and I'll tell you, it doesn't, it's not even just love. It's just relationships in general. It's, it's always going to be give and take. There's going to be, you know, a lot of times I feel like people think relationships just go in this like straight line from like left to right on a chart and never goes up and up, up or down, right? It's like anything else, uh, relationships, marriages, whatever. They have some of the highest highs where it's the best days of your life and it's the most amazing time. You can't believe you are with this person, you love them so much, and then there's gonna be lows when there's like dishes getting broke and you know a lot of ugly things being said. And sometimes there's just as much downs as ups, and you if you weigh those two out, then it's a straight line across when you average those two out. But there's a lot of highs and a lot of lows. I think very few people just get along perfectly, and then when people start to change. You know, obviously there's a lot more turbulence in the relationship. It's, I think sometimes people wake up after being married for, you know, even five years, but you know, sometimes 10 plus years and they don't know who the person is that's sitting across from them. And it doesn't mean they don't love them and they don't want to be with them. It's just, they're like, man, you changed, you changed a lot. Like you're not the same person, but you know, I, I also believe you can't, you can't stay the same forever. It's, you should be growing as a person. Um, and unfortunately, this is going to sound really bad, but I've seen a lot of cases where one person outgrows the other. And I'm try I don't know like a nice way to say that because it's not a mean thing or it's not really a, even a negative thing. It's just that one person just decided to stay the same and this other person just kept growing, right? It's going back to school and they're getting more education or getting exposed to new things and they want to go, you know, live more, consume more, learn more. And the other person just doesn't give a, give a crap, right? They just, they just stay the same. They're, they're going to stay the same forever in that sense. And this other person wants more out of life and the other person doesn't. And then you start to see this like gap form. And that is when you start to see things go south. That is why I always like this concept of team us, um, not in the sense where we got to be together 24 hours a day, seven days a week, and everything we do is together. And, you know, I still like the idea of being separate. You hear me, you know, talk about that nonstop. But when I say team us, it's we're both trying to get somewhere. We're both trying to climb. We're pushing each other to get better. We're pushing each other to reach higher goals, to become better people. I think that's dope as hell when you see couples like that where... They may not be that powerful, but they're still the power couple, if that makes any sense, where they just keep progressing in life. And 
Um, you see, you know, a lot of divorces end up when one person thinks they're better than the other person. So I, I, that's what I'm talking about. It's just, it's not even so much when one person's better. It's just when one person's kind of gave up on life and they just don't want to do anything anymore. And this other person is learning and growing and, and like wanting more out of life. It's hard to be with somebody that it's like, hey, let's go on this vacation. And they're like, I don't want to go anywhere. Hey, let's go out and try this new restaurant. Restaurant. I don't want to do that. You know, let's let's learn. Let's learn. Let's take up a new hobby together. Let's go do something. I don't want to do that. It's like they just don't want to do nothing. You know, because they're you know not happy with life. There's a lot of negative people out in the world that mean to never change. And as they get older, like I said earlier, they get beat up, and life drags them down more. So you got this person that doesn't want to do anything. They're negative all the time. And man, it's hard being with someone when you're positive and you're trying to get somewhere. You're pushing yourself. You're learning, you're, you're just trying to become a better person and you're with somebody that isn't helping you. In fact, they're trying to drag you back into their own misery and their own darkness. And man, you see those gaps for them and then it's almost game over at that point. But you know, it's, there are ups and downs and highs and lows and all that jazz. But I think the real issue becomes when that, uh, you know, in media they'll say you know one person thought they were better than the other person i'm just saying the other person just kept growing and kept moving and they wanted more out of life and they just wanted a lot more than the person they were with so that is when you see things just kind of result in you know divorces and, and things splitting up and breaking up but there are you know this whole death to us part thing yeah it's if you want that it's going to be a minefield. You're going to be walking over mines. It's going to be blowing you up. You're going to catch some shrapnel. You're going to be in ICU trying to get recovered. And uh, if it's meant to be, you'll stay together and you're going to figure it all out. But to think that those days are, are not coming. You know, when you first meet somebody, everything's peachy. When you first get married, those first two years are great. You know, everyone's having a blast the first two years. Year five to seven, it seems like things get a little tougher <laughs> if you talk to people. But... Um, you know, you can't be one of those people that just, you know, every time something bad happens, um, there's a lot of people in the world like that. Every time something bad happens, they run, they run, they got their, their manager at work tells them, you know, they did something wrong and they get mad at their manager for holding them accountable. So they just go on to the next job and, you know, one of their friends makes them mad. So they just go get new friends. You know, if someone makes a man in a relationship, they just go get a new relationship and, we're like in this, this disposable world where, you know, we're just, we're going to throw away everybody and go on to the next thing. And the problem is running all the time is goddamn exhausting. And sometimes you just need to sit there and face your problems and work through it and figure it out. Cause you can't run every time something gets hard. It's, you're going to end up being a loser at the end of the day. You just can't quit every time something doesn't go your way. But I think in relationships that happens so much, and you know this person's worth being with, but for whatever reason you run. You just give up and go. Because we're in a world with 8,000 people and I can jump on an app and I can have a date set up in about 10 minutes. Um, and when we do that, we actually kind of start devaluing people in society. You think I can just replace you. And I'd say for the most part, yeah, almost everyone's replaceable except for the people that aren't. And... There will be some people in life that maybe you can't do better. Um, maybe you can do better. There's 8 billion people out there, out in the world, but you're just never going to know. But 
in these times, it's it's just easy to quit and say, I'll just go find somebody else or I'll just start over. And, you know, if you want to make it last, it is going to be a minefield. Like the, the lyric says, it's, it's going to be ups and downs and you can tough it out and, and stick with it and try to figure it out if you think it's worth it or run. But I think at some point, you're going to get exhausted from running. You can't run from your problems forever. They will eventually catch up and bury you. And I don't know. That's about all I got for this episode on Katy Perry's Never Worn White. Um, we'll see if she comes out with part two and if she wears white for a second time. <laughs> but uh, Make sure you follow me on Instagram and YouTube at jamesphillip313. Share these with a friend. Show's been blowing up because people are sharing it, which is I appreciate very much. We're almost in 90 countries now, uh, shooting for half a million streams and by summertime, roughly. And I hope that we're going to hit a million streams in 100 plus countries for the year of 2020, which is pretty amazing for a show we just launched. Um, but until then, I'm going to catch you on the next one.